0: Welcome to On the Beat, the weekly podcast for LawOfficer.com. My name is Travis Yates. I'm the editor-in-chief of LawOfficer.com, and we can't thank you enough for being here today. And of course, none of us would be here today if it wasn't for our sponsor of today's show. We are sponsored by Blue Armor. Blue Armor is the first supplement company designed for law enforcement, by law enforcement. Blue Armor produces the highest quality supplements on the planet, and they have proven that with their GMP certification. If the GMP symbol is not on your current supplements, then you need Blue Armor. Only the finest for America's heroes. Blue Armor, they are in the pursuit of fitness. And you can find out more at bluearmor.com. That's B-L-U-A-R-M-O-R.com. We love the products here at Law Officer. We've gotten tremendous feedback. We had actually some phone calls this week. Just people wanting to tell us how great the product is. So be sure to check that out. And we can't thank them enough for sponsoring this episode. And you are gonna be glad you're here today. On this episode of the show, we have the president of Saving a Hero's Place. His name is Tommy Capel. He's a law enforcement veteran from the San Antonio Police Department. He's been there seven years. He's on their DWI task force. He comes from a family of law enforcement. His dad retired after 33 years, and he has come up with an incredible concept to honor our fallen officers called the hero chair. Tommy, how are you doing, sir? Good, thanks for having me. Now, Tom, before we get into your project and your nonprofit, kind of tell us a little bit why you decided to go into law enforcement.
1: Oh, I, I wanted to do it for a long time. Uh, right out of high school, I ended up getting a, a good job, so it took me a little while. But um, like you mentioned, my dad's re- retired law enforcement, uh, served 33 years, so it's always kind of been in my blood. So um, I finally just you know took the leap, uh, went through our – took the test, went through our academy, and, and got on the department. So you've been on seven years and I love people that's been on seven years. I call
0: it that seven year itch, right? You, you kind of done it a lot already. you think you maybe have done it all, but where do you see yourself going in the next decade or so in law enforcement?
1: Uh, I mean, I'll definitely be promoting I've been on the on our DWI task force now for uh, going on four years. Um, so I've, I see myself testing and, and promoting and trying to move up as much as I can. Well, I'll tell you what, this concept
0: you've come up with called the Honor Chair is really incredible. Uh, of course, your organization is called Saving a Hero's Place. People can find out more at SavingaHero'sPlace.org. Tell us how this concept came about.
1: Well, our our department had a an Honor Chair or a chair made um, years back, and it was at our central substation. So our, I'm not sure where exactly that came about. We had an officer killed in line of duty, and that chair... Um, I believe someone purchased and they put like a metal plaque on it Um, years later still before I even came on the department one of our other substations had eight chairs made by somebody um, and those were at our west substation Well, we had an officer killed in line of duty and in 2013 a friend of mine asked if I would build a chair kind of like those because he knew I did woodworking so I I built that chair gave it to him and nothing really came about that I just kind of did it as a favor um, but but right after that a couple months later the MIT police officer Sean Carter was killed a line of duty by the Boston Marathon bombers and that it, it bothered me I couldn't sleep I couldn't you know and there had been a lot of officers killing line of duty uh, before that time that I since i have been on but that one particular it just bothered me I couldn't sleep I you know, I couldn't think of anything else. And I think it was that, you know, I decided, you know what, it's, it's a chair. And so, you know, I got with my wife, told the idea. Um, she was all for it. And I, I basically contacted them and asked them if they would allow us to do it. And they, you know, they they said yes. Um, so I got with two other classmates of mine that we graduated together from the academy. And we kind of raised funds, built a chair, and we, we drove it straight up there uh, nonstop um, and presented it to them. And that's basically how this organization got started it was that, it was that chair that that did it just saying what it meant to them um, is basically how it how it got started because it's you know we're a big department here in San Antonio but but doing a chair for someone that small it was a huge deal wow. I and mean, when they put a they put an officer on special assignment drove us around all night it's and you know, we're we're still extremely close to them you know today that's an incredible story, and of course, those in our audience that don't
0: know about the story of Sean, obviously the Marathon bomber uh, went to kill him to take his gun. He was just sitting in his car, and just you know, I don't know where this guy walks up to his car like he like people walk up to police officers all the time. That uh, he ambushed him and killed him. It was just a horrible situation, and um, and so that's that's just an incredible story. And, and of course, you mentioned you had, you know, you had some skills in this woodworking. This is a pretty unique type of skill. What did you learn how to do this and? And I'm going to ask you a follow-up question: Is do you is this some sort of mental health for you? Do you does this help you sort of decompress by doing this, or kind of what got you interested in it?
1: Yeah, I, uh, my dad did woodworking when I was growing up, so it was something I, you know, always always messed with. He was building things, and I would, you know, help him. And then as I was going through middle school and high school, I would I would always take wood shops. so it was something I was always passionate in. And I always just did it as a as a hobby. I would build you know, furniture for my own home or, or people ask me to build something, I would do it. But, um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I think it is anytime. I think it helps me honor them because I, you know, the sacrifices they make. Um, and for me, it it was the agencies. Like when we started out, we, there wasn't a, a lot done for the agencies. You know, there's, there's a lot done for the families, which, which there should be. Um, but there wasn't a lot done for the agency. And we've, Two months after we graduated, our, our academy classmate was killed in line of duty. So we know what it felt like to to you know, go back to work in the next couple of days. There's no, you know, hey, why don't you take some time off your your friend and classmate was killed in line of duty. It's it's to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't anything there for us, and I feel like the chairs um, is there to, to show you that they're always going to be there and always going to be remembered.
0: That's incredible. And of course, you mentioned learning a lot of this in Woodshop. I finally talked to someone that actually used woodshop skills other than getting thrown in jail, right? So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I tell you, when people go to your website, savingtheheroesplace.org, they're going to see some of the most incredible woodwork. It's absolutely beautiful. You actually even embed some coins and badges inside the chairs. What got you the idea to do that?
1: Um, I don't know. The first one we did, we you know, when we started off, chairs wasn't something I had i build, I mean, when you, when you do woodworking, you could, I mean, you can kind of figure out almost anything, but chairs definitely wasn't a, wasn't a specialty. So you can see as they evolved, you know, they've gotten better. And, um, I believe someone may have asked us, you know, that, or told us they had coins or, or we may have even come up with it about embedding a coin. But yeah, we, we like to embed the coin cause it gives a personal, a personal touch to the chair. We, we try to let them personalize them as much as they can. The first few they didn't really know about so we made them up but now we you know we do ask you know what's something personal that that y'all would like us put on there and a lot of people they either have coins specifically made for the officer or they just have department coins right that we we do inlay in the chair or badges or patches also well you mentioned this earlier about the meaning of the chair
0: i want you to kind of expand on that to our audience is this chair obviously it means something to the department itself because There's not a lot of focus on the actual department when there's a fallen officer. And, of course, being involved with line duty desk myself, I understand that 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 lasts with you forever. Uh, But every day, officers are coming in, whether it's the shift briefing or that place where that chair is, and they see that chair. Kind of tell us what that meaning is and what your design was when you make these chairs for departments.
1: Yeah, for us, it's, you know, when you go into – we have roll calls here in our department, which a lot of people – you know that have roll calls or, or some kind of briefing, depending on what uh, kind of unit you're with. But like for me, when I would go into roll call, and for a lot of people, you sit in the same place every time. Every time you go in there, you sit in that same chair. You know you're you're with your fellow coworkers. You're joking around. It's you know you're kind of it's a you're there sometimes more than you're with your your family. So it's a it's a closeness you have before you go out on the shift and and not see each other till maybe the end of shift or just see a couple people so to to know you're going to go to that roll call now and that you know that one guy or, or, or girl's not going to not going to be there anymore for us it's a it's a definite void um, and we you know my personally there's two in my in the roll call room that I attend and so it's you know every time I walk in there I, I look at those chairs and it you know you know that they're you know some say watching over you or for me, it's just seeing their sacrifice and knowing the, the dangers of the job before you go out there. But it's there's a definite void, and this is, you know, hopefully meant to, it's not going to completely fill that, but at least it gives you, a, you know, to remember them every shift and remember what they've, you know, sacrificed to, to, you know, in some cases save others or, you know, protect other lives. If you're just now joining us, we're speaking to
0: Tommy Capel. He's the president of Saving a Hero's Place. They make honor chairs for law enforcement agencies across the country. And Tommy, you you drive you actually drive a lot of these chairs, and you present them yourself. You mentioned uh, presenting this to uh, to Sean's department there right after the Boston Marathon bombing. And what are some of the feedback and some of the testimonials you hear from these agencies when you do this? Uh,
1: but you know we've all the feedback we've had is positive a lot of them you know you get that initial wow when we cuz we when we take the chairs we we don't show them the chairs at all until we've until we're there we don't we don't normally send like a a preview of hey you know this is what it what it may look like or this is what it's going to look like we leave it we don't put anything online we don't and so we we leave the chair covered until we get there and we when we uncover it there's that you know there's a lot of emotions usually when we, when we uncover it, and it's you know nothing but thank you and you know they're thanking us, but we're usually thanking them just for letting us do it, because um, it, it means just as much to us as it does to them. Because of you know, the, like they say, the law enforcement is one big family, and we believe that. Everywhere we've gone, it's it's been like we've known these people forever, even though we've you know we've just met them, but it's and we we keep in touch with you know I'd say almost all of them on a regular basis. they become, you know, personal contacts of ours, you know, on a weekly basis. We talk to them all the time, like we, like the family.
0: Now, Tommy, I know that there's a lot of time put into each one of these chairs. I know you make different types of chairs. You make some benches and some other things. And I know just from my own personal story of communicating back and forth with you on a project that we're working on, that you spend a significant amount of time before you even start building the chair. But can you give our audience just a, just an estimate of a Single chair bench of what it takes as far as time and resources to
1: actually make that you know we've we've tried to come up with that and i I think you know we kind of come up with with forty hours of of actually you know woodworking on a chair from start to finish mm-hmm. um, but there's like you said there is a lot of planning we try to we have to plan out dates times uh try to get as many of us as many of our organization members as we can to attend um because like like you mentioned, we do drive them, and we like to personally be there to present them. Because it's it's just more personal. But I would I would say around forty hours. But working on actually presenting and all that has taken. I think we've had one that took up to a year. Um, just planning, trying to get some family there. Um, we do usually have family present now. We didn't originally. Um, it wasn't something we it wasn't why we started but now the the family is always there because it it does mean a lot to them too to see that their um that their family member is is being remembered by their department
0: well what's really incredible is you just talked about all the time that it takes and all the planning that it takes and unlike a lot of nonprofits, there's nothing wrong with asking for money, but you, you guys aren't going around asking for a lot of money. In fact, you do these chairs completely free. I was blown away when you basically told me, listen, there's no cost to this chair. Obviously, you're a nonprofit. You take donations. But you're doing this for free. And I think in the cop world, so to speak, we, we're cynical about a lot of places, where a lot of people, a lot of organizations. There's no cynicism here. There literally is... This is free to you, and we don't ask anything in return. In fact, I had to sort of drag out of you how to send money to you. Tell our audience how they can help with this tremendous work that you're doing.
1: Uh, We do have, you know, like I said, we are a nonprofit, and we work strictly off of donations. Um, If you go to our website, uh, savingheralspace.org, we have a donate button. We have merchandise. Um, Those are ways that people can donate because we don't, we don't want to tell the agency you know you have to pay us this much or donate this much for a chair we don't want we don't want anything from that agency in return um and some of them donate when we get there they you know they end up donating to us or they donate afterwards but we yeah we absolutely don't expect anything from the agency in return um we didn't want this to be a business that we profit off of um because we didn't you know we didn't want to profit off of somebody's sacrifice so for us it's you know, we just want them to have the chair. We, we would just surprise them and deliver it if we could, but there's, you know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to make it a surprise. Some agencies might not take it as, as well as some others, just depending on their size and and the circumstances.
0: Well, that's pretty incredible. And but, on, behalf yeah, law mean, officer, on behalf of officer, on behalf of the law officer, we're going to donate $100 for this podcast. We're going to challenge everybody in our audience to at least donate half of that or if you can just do 20, 25 bucks. I mean, if everybody that listens to this would just do that, it's going to send you guys a long way. So we want to encourage everybody listening to go to your website, SavingHeroesPlace.org, hit that donation button and help these officers that are not getting paid anything, they're spending their own time and resources, which is precious, you know, with a family and working full-time in law enforcement to make these chairs. And when you go to their website, when you go to their Facebook page, you're going to be absolutely blown away with what you see. In fact, you're probably going to want one uh, for the agency where you're at if there's a need. I hope there's not a need, but unfortunately there's too many agencies where there is a need. But it's incredible stuff, Tommy. Where do you think this is going to go? Because I'll be honest with you, I think this is probably, uh, you know, this is probably one of the, the most honorable, most, you know, just coolest things I've ever seen when it comes to honoring law enforcement. Of course, we're unfortunately have plenty of practice at that in this profession, but this is something... That goes far beyond what I've ever seen when it comes to honoring. I mean, it's more than a name on the wall. Uh, it's 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 more than a picture. It's it's really incredible. It's really personal. Where do you think this is going in the next in the in the near future?
1: Um, and I've, I do as a word gets out more and more, we'll you know we'll definitely grow. Um, unfortunately with us, sometimes growing means you know constructing more chairs and not always more donations. So we we do appreciate. You know the donations we get because it does allow us to to continue offering these at, at no cost, but um, I do see us growing and and bringing on more people. We just recently brought on more um, more people, and we are getting more uh, publicity out there we've you know we've done fourteen chairs this year already, and that's more chairs than we've done in a year uh, prior years. We usually do eleven or twelve um, in a year and we've we've presented fourteen chairs this year already. Um, so I, you know, I do expect us to grow and we've, we are trying to, you know, get ourselves a vehicle so that we can travel and pull our trailer and deliver more than just one chair at a time. Um, and we did just recently try that and we drove North Texas and delivered six chairs in one trip to three agencies. Um, and that was something we wanted to try out. So I feel like if we, you know, if we can get our own vehicle, have it wrapped and, and pull our trailer, we can take, you know, several chairs out of state at one time instead of you know driving thousand miles and deliver one chair and come back there's no uh, reason why we can't there's
0: no reason why we can't help you get that vehicle and we also need to get you some you know obviously you're doing some shipping probably so we need to get somebody to provide some free shipping for that there's a lot of different ways we can go we've got a lot of people in our audience that can help you with this so we're going to encourage them to contact you at saving a hit you up on facebook uh, what's your facebook uh, what's your facebook name there tommy it's saving a hero's place Okay, just at Saving okay. a Hero's Place, and uh, that's where I, I yeah, actually communicate with you out there. Now, Tommy, you, you obviously okay. do a lot of these for first responders, but you also do these for canines. Tell us a little, little bit about how that got started.
1: Well, we we always wanted to do something for them. We never could could come up with, you know, an idea. We knew we couldn't do a chair, and then um, we did a chair for a fallen officer with, with San Antonio. Um, he was killed on duty in 1972. Um when we did that, we met his son, who's a Bear County deputy canine officer. Um, and we, we became pretty close with them. He was uh, recently shot in the line of duty himself, uh, recovered. And we at that time, we became really close friends with them. And uh, so being having him being a canine, that's when we came up with the with the idea we have now. And we, we kind of make like a patrol kennel replica. Like if you're looking back at your dog in your car and he's looking through that the, the cage um, and so we've, we came up with that idea we've done two so far we basically make a wood replica of, of a canine kennel the front cage and the only difference is we, we send that to the actual handler um, and not the agency because most most agencies don't have like a canine roll call mm-hmm. they kind of just go out from their house and start their ship so we've it's still a work in progress we've done two so far we have two more um, in line to do but that's that's basically how we came up with that with that idea because you know there's a lot of them, um, you know, sacrificing themselves for their partner as well, and their their canine officers are very close to their to their canines, you know, their family as well.
0: Now, Tommy, let's say someone someone in our audience, you know, an agency, they they would like one of these chairs. Kind of tell them the process of what that looks like, how they contact you, and kind of how long that process typically takes.
1: Um, basically they just send us an email requesting it. We, we like it to be from the agency just so we know that they will, you know, that they'll accept the chair. Um, if they email us, we, we reply with a form that they fill out and basically the form has, you know, the, the, the officer's name that they're wanting to honor, um, how they want it on the chair, the end of watch, the badge number, whatever phrase they want um, on the chair. And then whether they have coins they want to send us and if they have a badge, they can send us. Um, otherwise, we get a we get a laser engraved badge um, made by another guy that helps us out. He donates those to us. Uh, recently, we have been trying to get like actual badges and laid in the chair. Because to me, it's real personal to have the you know, an actual metal badge and laid in the chair. But that, that basically starts the process and then we kind of just work from there on um any other details they want and then we once we're done then we work on a on a date to get it there but it's not a it's not a, a difficult process to to get one we get a lot of emails how much do they cost and we you know we then we just reply you know, it doesn't cost anything and then we send that form um but basically we, we do like the agency to okay it we get a lot of emails from family asking for asking for the chair for the department um and then we tell them, yeah, absolutely. Just have the just have the agency email us, and then we'll work with all of you to get it, to get the chair how you want it.
0: Well, it's incredible stuff. I can speak from experience. It's an easy process. You guys are great to work with, Tommy. Tommy Capel, He's the president of Saving a Hero's Place. He's a current police officer. We love that. We love police officers that are making that difference. And it's just incredible stuff. Your moniker, your your slogan on your website, Tommy, of Saving Heroes Place is we'll take it from here. And my goodness, you certainly have. You're leaving an incredible legacy in law enforcement all across our land. And on behalf of LawOfficer.com, we cannot thank you enough.
1: I appreciate it, and thank you for having me.
0: And thank our audience for being here. Check out SavingHeroesPlace.org. Help them out in any way you can. And get a hold of Tommy. He will help you out any way that he can. You've been listening to On the Beat. It's the weekly podcast for Losser.com. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for listening to On The Beat. Join us daily at LawOfficer.com for the latest in news and original content.
0: For law enforcement,
1: by law enforcement.